Wildman Podcast and Total Death Court. Today I'm interviewing Spectic Congerson. So this should be a good one. Also, if you guys need records, I suggest Ragged Records. They are the plug in the Quad Cities. Welcome. Oh, fuck yeah. It's gonna be fucking sick. Appreciate you, uh, if you just want to hit the plus sign at the bottom, Jack. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Give it a few seconds, it usually takes a minute. How's it going, sir? How's it going, man? Good. I forgot the other guy's Instagram name. Oh, Slam Thulu. I see if I can find him real quick. Sure. Oh, yep, there he is. He's the first one. Oh, wow. So, I appreciate you guys doing this, and you guys are based in Europe, correct? In Europe. We're based in Denmark, Europe. Yeah, that's right. I definitely love the, the uh, like a lot of the stuff you guys do over in Europe. I gotta tell you that now, I respect the hell out of any band that comes from Europe. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, no, it's definitely a uh, it's it's a different scene than the than the U.S. scene for sure. Okay, you just hit the plus button at the <laughs> bottom, and you can request to join. Do <laughs> I Instagram? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think you guys are the second band out of Europe I've interviewed. I've interviewed Jason from Adjusted. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. the Slam King, if no one's heard of him. Yeah. I should harass him and say, you should be watching this so you can drag these guys on tour with you. It's all good. How's it going, sir? Is it working? <laughs> are, are you working? My first question for both of you is, can you guys see me? <laughs> no. I can only... We don't see you yet. You don't see me? No. Oh, help. I'm a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. To be fair, none of us really use Instagram for anything else but posting, like, fucking updates, so. Mm. Oh, 
right. Um, my fr- uh, if you guys care to introduce yourself and what you do in the band. Definitely. Um, my name is Jack. I do vocals for septic congestion and guttural slug and cranium. So, but for this one, it's septic congestion. Um, um, I am Mikkel. I do stuff in bands. That's <laughs> uh, right. Mikkel is sort of like, what would you say? Like a jack of all trades, I guess, when it comes to the band in general. He pretty much does everything in the projects by himself. And the rest of us, we just try to, like, keep up. (laughs) My first question for you guys are, uh, for, like, individual, what influenced you to be in a band and what influenced you guys to pursue music? I think what... What inspired me, first of all, to be in a band was just, in general, going to concerts and seeing, um, you know, the just the scene in general, see how much people enjoyed it and how much I enjoyed it myself. Um, and, I mean, you know, simply just the music, the energy in general from going to live shows. Like what I wanted to when I pursued music was I wanted to play live. I didn't want to do just a studio project. I wanted to be able to go out and and actually show people what we made and get the reaction from there. And I guess both from Miguel and I, we've been lucky enough that the um, the reaction from people has been genuinely positive in what we've done so far. Oh, that's um, I can't see you guys. Can you guys see me? We cannot see you either, no. I can see I don't know what you press. I just pressed one. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> did you just press the, press the plus or did you press the, um, the camera with the plus in it afterwards? Yes. <laughs> don't sound very sure. No, I don't want anything. I just do stuff and hope it's right. Mm. One point. I know I can see you on my end. I'll just try and jump out and see if I can jump in again. Go for it. Again, I really appreciate you guys doing this. Like, I found you guys, so, like, I like how, like, you could type three little letters on Facebook or Instagram, and you get, get, like any band anymore it's weird for me like it doesn't even take me to any pages or anything it just takes me to a like a band <laughs> yeah yeah you know, i mean i guess it's also like when we you've been when you've been in this for as long as we have i don't know I mean, it might just be like the whole like you go to the top of people's search engine when when you uh i don't know if it's something to do with how much you like um, interact as well online. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure Google or fucking Zuckerberg or something knows better why that happens. Hello, hello. <laughs> Are you just still invisible? Oh god, I can still, I can see you still. Wait, you can see me. Oh, okay. So, 
If you don't mind me asking, what are some of your influences for what you do in the band, sir? Um, well, shit. Uh, I mean, I, I like a lot of different stuff, and I get inspired by a lot of different stuff. I mean, most, most like, when it comes to the whole slam, brutal death metal, I, I think the main influences with stuff like uh, cerebral incubation, cephalotripsy, defeated sanity for the more technical stuff. But, I mean, I get inspired by, like, electronic music as well. Like, if I'm listening to, like, some weird dubstep or drum and bass or house that has a cool rhythm that might trigger something in my brain is like oh wait if if i did that but differently that would make for a cool riff or something or cool drum yeah. part but <laughs> it's it's definitely a joy to see Mikkel work when when it comes to like writing music in general because as as he said here like we can sit down, we can sit together in one room, and we can listen to something completely different from what we're writing. Like as he said, it could be fucking dubstep, it could be house, it could be drill, it could be whatever. And as soon as something catches our attention, at least Miggle's attention, like he's like, you know what? If we do it like this, and he just starts like chucking away on the fucking guitar, I'm like, I don't even know how you got to that, but yeah, great, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely inspiring. Like, I love hearing like stories about like, like how you like a lot of the bands like come up with individual sound and like slam is one of those genres that's just like you never know what you're gonna get from the slam band. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've seen a fair share amount of slam bands now, and like, it's crazy just to think like how genre like I watched. Like an interview, and a lot of people talk about how they're getting tired of the genre, like being in certain ways now, like slam core, death core, and all that. They're getting tired of it. Yeah. But, but there is a big difference between a lot of it. There is. Um, it, it's also a generational thing at this point. I think. Um, I did a, I did an interview uh, not that long ago together with Don as well from Waking the Cadaver. And he, he he said it quite quite well. Actually, he was getting he was getting tired of how silly Slam was getting. Like compared to back in the day, where it, it wasn't more. Well, let's say I would I won't say serious because obviously whatever the fuck the lyrics are about and everything, like no, none of us means that shit anyways. But it has way it had way more edge to it back then. There's a lot of crossovers today, and because of people drawing influence from so many different places obviously that's gonna shine through in the music as well so that's why you have all these crossovers today um which is also one of the reasons people have a very hard time separating genres from genres which can become a problem but i mean it's music and hey if you love it you love it that's it yeah like i think i was talking to jason because a lot of people don't realize from like they were a slam band in the original but they wanted to go the brutal death metal route yeah and they end up going like straight up deathcore in the end anyway so we see like it's it's just if that's it's that way you want to end up at then by all means do that 
But then call yeah. it what it is. That's 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 my main issue with with stuff like that, because you have so many. So many kids today as well. They get they get so frustrated. It's so funny to read online, but it's also kind of like frustrating as well. Um, as soon as they post a ban, and you're like, "Hey, just so you know, this is not slamming brutal slamming brutal death metal. This is deathcore." And they get so angry at you, and then you're a gatekeeper and whatever the fuck they can, an elitist and everything. And then I've said it before, like it's the, that's the hardest part for me because. I look at this like the music in general, just as I would look at a library. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Like when when I walk into a library, I want to be able to go into a section and find exactly what I'm looking for, because things are put in different categories. And the problem with music today is, if I want to look for slamming brutal death metal, I'll go down one aisle that says slamming brutal death metal. It, it, it won't help me if I find shadow of intent and mental cruelty down there, because that's deathcore. It's it's a different genre. That's that's my main point about that. But yeah oh yeah i definitely understand that like i'm in a facebook group with like a bunch of like different guys like it's you could tell with us we're a generational gap with a lot of us and like there's a guy named chris and i love that dude to death um but he's a deathcore elitist because he grew up like he was around when uh deathcore was going like winds of plague uh despise icon when they were in their prime and I'm just like this. You gotta understand, like a lot of these bands now, even though deathcore is popping off, a lot of these bands aren't technically deathcore. And I was like, we got into it because we were discussing, like, uh, we were discussing someone that he was uh, like this. We were talking, discussing Signs of the Swarm, how they went from death. Uh, they were a slam band in the original to deathcore now. And I was like this, you know, in the beginning, they were a slam band. He was like, no, they weren't. They were a deathcore band. I was like, I have a shirt that says, welcome to Slam City. That should tell you the difference. Well, yeah, it it both should and it shouldn't. That's right. Because you had, like, well, Virginia did the same thing. They had Slam Crew on the back of their shirts. They're a deathcore band, too. They have always been. And, I mean, you can say the same as well for bands like Ingested. You know, like, they also... Right, slam kings and whatever on the back of their shirts, but they are also more deathcore now. But the whole, I think one of the things that annoys me most about it is that the label sells. Like the slam label is what sells, but it's also been saturated so much now that that's why nobody knows what's real slam and what's deathcore today. And that's just, that's just it. People always, yeah, that's what negative. Go ahead. Oh, if it's not slam, it's shit. No, there's plenty of good deathcore. It's just not the same thing. Yeah, I. So like, I'm out of like I like. So since I do the podcast, I do my research, and I have to do my research with everything. And I tell everybody, like, I'm not just interviewing deathcore bands. I hope you guys realize, like. I interviewed See You Next Tuesday, who are from here in the States. Mm-hmm. They're a grindcore band. Yeah. I'm like this. I just don't interview Deathcore. And like this, they're like, yeah, you do. And they like, they showed me my list. And I'm like this. That might be 90 for uh, That is not Deathcore. I was all like this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you guys stuff that how I discover bands and how you need to start sitting down and looking at what you're listening to before you yeah. say anything. Yeah. I think one of the reasons now, I think you can actually even add it to a list of genres now, just like back in the day you had the new wave of British heavy metal, today you have the new wave of deathcore, which is so far from what 
you and I would know as deathcore back in the day when you talk bands like Early Despised Icon, you talk With The Steel, you know, like all of these guys. So it was like some serious deathcore. I mean, yeah. it is labels at the end of the day. I just want the labels to be put there correctly. That's more it. Yeah, we're <laughs> like I like I tell everybody, we're one big happy family. Yeah, we might let's all think. like listen to something different, but we're one big fucking happy family. Listen to whatever you want to listen to. That has nothing to do with me, and I'm not gonna disrespect you for liking stuff I don't like. And you know, that's no, of course. Uh, so I know you guys came out with uh, like one full length album. Are you guys working on new music? Yeah, we've been working on new music pretty much ever since. But um, one of the things that has put like not a stopper to it, but like has slowed it down a lot has been me vigorously touring with Cranium as well and having to like focus on, on, on that as well. Um, right now, all of the music has been written, all of the guitars has been recorded, uh, drums are done, um, we just need bass to be done and vocals, and then we will release it. Hopefully, I'm aiming for an uh, early next year release for it. Awesome. That, yeah, because I definitely love what you guys have put now and everything. Like, I love, who, uh, if you don't mind me asking, who does the art for you guys? So, um, on the first album, artwork was done by a Danish illustrator of um, horror books called Rasmus. I can't remember his last name right now. Um, I'll definitely look that up later. Um, it was something I've had laying around for so long. I, I saw um, one of the artworks he did for a book cover, and I thought, you know, that he would do great as an, uh, as an artist for a death metal album, too. So, I started talking to him. Um, about getting something done and he was super stoked about the project and he just uh, after that he just started doing that and, and that's that's the first one the second one for the new album coming out called Unequivocal Somatic Carnage um, was done by Dechristianized Art okay so if you don't mind me asking who writes like the lyrics and everything like is that a, like a band like everybody sits down and comes up with lyrics or um, is that an individual for, person for the, for the past two albums i've done lyrics um exclusively um like with with septic congestion it's 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 been a lot um like everybody adhere to their instrument and that's what they have done so far um, for this album that we're coming out with now, Miggle has been working overtime because he's been writing all of the music. Um, he's been an absolute fucking beast on that. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and I'm just doing the, I'm doing the lyrics and, uh, the two of us combined have been able to, like, make this album possible. We have my, my little brother Jimmy is doing, uh, is the bass player for us and uh one of our um mutual friends Olfus, is uh, doing the second guitar so um and those guys has been like the phenomenal musicians in life. so they've just been so easy to work with yeah oh that's definitely i'm glad to hear that everybody is like you guys work as a unit that's for sure yeah. and i mean everybody is pitching in whether it is on the musical front or if it's just like like um contributing to um, you know, the, what would you call that? 
the the little community that we have, like just being a great sport about everything. Awesome. Uh, how is how would you guys say the tour is different from over? Have you guys toured in the U.S. yet or not yet? Not with that suggestion. No. Um, we've done a couple of European shows here and there, um, but that's been it so far. Um, we played uh, the last show we played was Awful Fest in Manchester in uh, in England. Um, one of our great, great friends, Sam Mansfield from the band Cobrocephalic Mutation has set up this whole festival with one of his friends, uh, Jack from Unusual Horror, and uh, they just did a great job with that. It was the, that was the first time Guttural Slug played live as well, so that was a whole, that was a whole thing. <laughs> so, Miguel and I had to pull double duties on that one. Well, and Jimmy, my brother too, because he was playing the bass for Guttural Slug, so... <laughs> I was like just everything happening in one day there. I was fucking fucking insane. Books. Are there any bands like I know you guys probably uh, listen to different things, but is there any bands right now that you guys like see that is on tour that's big that you guys would love to tour with? Flesh. Peeling Flesh? Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, I would not say no to a uh, tour with epicardiectomy. I wouldn't say no to a tour with suffocation for that matter, you know. I know suffocation is coming out with new music here on the November 3rd. So that would be sick too. I mean, Dying Feet is like pretty much whoever um, would be great. But if we have to, like, be, uh, I guess, realistic about it, I'd say Peeling Flesh would be a good one. I could I could definitely see that, Miguel, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then we have so many homies over in Europe, like, from different bands that we've been talking to forever. So setting up shows with, with awesome musicians and awesome bands that we've all grown to love for so long would, would be, I think it would be doable. Yeah. So those would be some of us, at least. Speaking of Cobra's mutation, here they come in the chat. I see. <laughs> oh, yep. Shark. But yeah, I feel like like I t uh, tell everybody, I feel like like every band that I find out of Europe, I respect you guys a lot more. Like I hate to say it, than the bands over here. Because you guys put more, I feel like, more work into your guys' crap than a lot of the bands over here do. Yeah. Don't you think that's because, like, you're, you, you're used to seeing these bands anyway, U.S. bands, you see them constantly, you know, like, they're on tour. Like, one of the things that you're gifted with over there um, is that the country is so big. Like, you would be able to tour year-round pretty much in the U.S. Like, over here, Denmark is... How many people are we here? Six million people in the whole country? That's it. You could probably like two weeks and then you'd be back home. You would be back home? Not even two weeks. One and a half weeks. You could easily do that, you know? <laughs> but like wow. the cool thing over here is that we can literally like jump across the border. We can, we're like from here, we can drive to Germany in about, what, two hours? We can drive to Sweden in about 45 minutes from where we live. So, like, we have all these other countries at our disposal, you know, but it just takes way more to 
get tours going because we need to make sure like you know promoters need to make sure they have enough money for plane tickets and if we need to start renting vans in different countries and when we have to go across borders and shit like that as soon as everything is europe it's easy enough for the border control because we're all in the european union so as long as we have our passports with us like everything should go smoothly but it it takes a lot of a lot of planning to to do the bigger tours especially if you don't have a booking agency like backing and septic congestion doesn't have a booking agency as of right now at least um maybe in the future um it would definitely be nice to to not have all of that work land on our plate when we need to do something bigger at some point so. yeah i definitely like i don't mind like seeing tours come to the u.s like I have, like, I've been lucky enough this year to see a good chunk of the bands I looked up to. Mm. And it's just one of those things, like, I live in the middle of the United States, so, like, I live pretty much, like, I can go up. I'm in, like, near Canada or down. If I go, like, 12 hours down, I'm in Mexico. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, the whole situation with that, that's a whole different situation with, because our borders, I feel like right now, like our borders are a little harder to get through. Yeah. And like, I've talked to like bands and they're all like this. Yeah. Canada, if you don't have your, uh, passport, you're not getting in. Mm. And I was all like this. What do you mean? They're all like this. Well, hopefully you have a clean driver record because they won't let you in if you have any DUIs. Oh, okay. I guess that's a lot of the things that they would look at at borders over there. I don't think we have that as such over here. All they need to make sure is that you have uh, no criminal history. And if you do, that it's nothing. Like If it's minor things, like, yeah, it could be a DUI, but it could be whatever. You could be arrested for tree walking or whatever it might be. You know, they wouldn't look at that as being like a major crime. They would still let you into the country. But if, if it's something more than that, I mean, yeah, then some of the borders here can be, can be more challenging if you have anything to your name like that. Yeah, but it's all, yeah. Nothing we've experienced so far, though. Like, because we all such good boys, you know? Me and my Germany not so long ago, we pretty much just drove across the border. Nothing, there was nothing, it was just a road. Yeah, like, I wanted, so my goal is eventually, like, to save up enough money to go over to Europe for a concert because that's one of my mm. dreams. Yeah, a lot of my favorite bands are from Europe. Like, like I said, adjusted. Like, I would love to see Jason play in his home, mm. and like, just see like all these festivals you guys get. Like, we just had Blue Ridge, and I'm pretty sure you guys seen how how that went. Yeah, yeah. And one of my friends was away, and he was all like this. I was like, I was supposed to go with you guys. He's like, Thank God you didn't. It was only two days. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just I'm like... If, if, if you ever make the trip over here, Europe-wise, if you want to see bands, do it when the festival season. You'll get the best bang for your buck here, definitely. Death East Open Air would be one of the bigger ones that you should definitely check out if you come over. You would get to see so much of the stuff that you wouldn't normally see when you're on the other side of the pond. For sure. That and Awful Fest... 
uh, which is going to be a, a yearly thing now in Manchester. That shit is going to pop up, man. Like, really, Sam has so many connections with bands, and, like, he knows exactly, exactly what people want to see over there. He's, he's, he's just way too good at that stuff. Yeah, like, have you guys seen Dying Fetus? I know you said something earlier about you would love to cheer with him. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen him a couple of times here, almost on festivals and just regular like shows. Um, it's been a while though since I've seen them in concert. I actually don't remember the last time I saw them in concert. Was that I think did did we ever see them at Copenhagen, Miguel? I don't remember. Okay, what? I'm trying to look into a computer so I can be more present. Uh, I say, did, did we see Dying Fetus on, on Copenhagen at any time? I can't remember if that was on Copenhagen or if we saw them anywhere else. I played uh, in 2013, maybe 14. So, still quite a while ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Copenhagen has been getting kind of boring <laughs> in the last couple of years, in my opinion. Um, yeah, well... Old people, metal music, and uninteresting new bands. That's... Who does that sound? They tour... They, they Usually when they do tour packages, though, they, they have one hell of a variety on there, and it's it's not always a good thing, if you ask me, but, like, they, they, they definitely get a lot of other bands on tour that I wouldn't, like... I wouldn't necessarily think of those bands to go on tour together, but... I mean, it's worked for them so far. Um, I've not listened too much to the new stuff Dying Fetus has put out. Um, I might have to give it some more spins uh, just to form an actual opinion. But I think the last album I really loved by them, not that I haven't been like a full album that I was like, there's no skips on this one. That I think that one would be Destroy the Opposition. Oh yeah, I'm jealous. The one tour you guys are getting is the Suffocation and San Susuga Bog one. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's coming over here. Sam <laughs> and old looking love- next to me, I think, is on on that one too. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If you guys get the opportunity, I definitely suggest uh, San Susuga Bog. They're really good. Mm-hmm. They're a part of that whole new, the new wave of OSDM type of sound, aren't they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Metal kind of ish, but not like old. <laughs> yeah. Well, what cracks me up is like a lot of people don't know what their uh, name means, and Sansasugabog means bloody toilet. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, it does. <laughs> like I had to tell someone I was with because I went to the camp in Carnage and they're like this what the hell is that name because you can't read their name no and I was like it's just and she, she was like what the hell does that mean I was like bloody toilet she was like what did you take me to <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright Awesome. Are there any names, man? Uh, uh, guest uh, vocals for the new album? Um, I have talked to a couple of guys that I would love to get on it. Um, I can't 
already say anything for certain yet. Um, but we will announce it um, before the album drops, so that uh, people know if we're working together with a uh, with a couple of a uh, couple of the titans, if you will, if you ask me, at least. Oh yeah, titan. Yeah. Like I'm definitely like one of my favorite things is like seeing like the history of music. And hopefully I can start a project because I want to start a project and I have a couple, like, I, I write songs for fun. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't do these lyrics. I feel like this guy can. And, like, I send it to him and they're like, to start a band and I'll do the lyrics. Mm. Do it, man. Definitely. Because I like, uh, the boys from Distant, I love how Alan is. Yeah. And I believe yeah, they're from the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, Distant is from the Netherlands. Yeah, and their new album. Oh, that inspires me a lot. New one. Oh, oh, I haven't even heard it. I'm so I'm so, so far behind on all of this, man. There's so many things I haven't listened to yet. And I've just been like buried in all of our other projects and doing whatever we need to do to. To make sure that we finish up all of this, you know, like the new cranium is is on the set too. So, and that has pretty much consumed my my spare time. So I am yeah. hopelessly behind on listening to new music in general. There are so many things I need to check out. <laughs> well, what's killing it anymore? Like I just get home and like everybody's like, new band, new band, new band, new band, new band. It's kind of like the band's version of a baby boom right after COVID, you know? Like, everybody has been sitting on material for, like, two or three albums because of that whole pandemic. So they're just ready to release, like, a new album every three months. Yeah, it feels like every band sat down and, like, this, hey, guys, let's write new music. I feel like I could get this down. Yeah. Like, Body Snatcher just released this album... Not that long ago, and they're already working on a new one. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. But it's ridiculous. I, well, if I know, if I, I know Mikkel right, he already have like three or four songs ready for the next album as well. Like, it's it's just laying there doing nothing. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you see. So, uh, so I appreciate you guys really doing this uh i know it's, is it pretty late over there because i no, get confused with time zones not too late it's it's just about 10 p.m here and it's a saturday so it's all good okay i was like i don't want to keep you guys awake because it's like worse so like the time zone difference always is a pain in the butt for me i mean miguel is a night owl anyways and i work the night shift at my job so we're used to being up at night anyways so don't you worry. Uh, is there like any concerts you guys are gonna go to if you have any spare time? So I think the the question here it would be: Do you have any spare time? <laughs> <laughs> right, right now, right now, I don't. I don't have any spare time to do anything really. Um, 
concert-wise, it would only be if, if some of uh, some of my homies here in Denmark they would go out for a show or something or play a show. I would I would jump on that. Um, I got I just became I became a dad in June to uh, to a healthy little baby boy. So that has been kind of like consumed my life in the best possible way. Um, and um, since him and his mom is in Canada. I've been having to take a couple of trips over just to uh to stay with them. So I'm coming over there for for Halloween this year, and that's pretty much what the past couple of months has been all about. Making sure that I have the time off for that and everything. So any additional time I have off, I don't really use it for concerts. I use it to just to like unwind and relax for a bit. Well, congratulations on becoming a dad. Thank you. Thank you. That's one of the things I have not done yet. Uh, there, uh, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I accidentally did the no-no pants with no pants. <laughs> and a girl was all like this, I might be pregnant. I was like, oh, don't say oh. that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't mind becoming like the idea of becoming a father. But like at the same time, I'm so busy with the podcast. I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. I'm uh, Thanks. I see my beautiful Beyonce there in the chat being all like happy, hearty about everything here. <laughs> Love you, baby. <laughs> At least, like, that's cool to see she has support for you and everything. And Yeah. I mean, she has her own. Um, her own media company, like covering a lot of like uh, metal concerts in general, both across Canada, but I mean worldwide by this point, because she also covered Awful Fest in Manchester, taking pictures and everything as well. That's something she's done for a while. Um, Screams Media, it's called. Um, and uh, yeah, they've been doing very well for themselves, especially up in Canada. So definitely. And I support I was, what she does, and she support what I do. So it's just, it's just perfect. Yeah, that's uh, you always got to find a partnership that like mm -hmm. I've watched the interview with Fit for uh, Autopsy, and they all have like partners that are significant, like to help them keep going towards mm -hmm. their dream. Because yeah, uh, a lot of people didn't know, and I didn't even know. Like when listen to that, Pat from Fit was all like this. Uh, he was about to quit the band and his wife was like, don't you quit the band. She's all like this. If you quit it, you're going to hate us. Yeah. So it's cool seeing. It was about, it's, it's, I guess it's about finding balance in general when it comes to all that, you know, like, like giving, giving up on a passion like that would, would definitely change a person. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Like I was like, I work a typical nine to five job and one of my friends is in a death metal band and they're on tour with Cryptopsy right now. Oh yeah. And I was like this, he was, I, I, I made a status on Facebook saying if anybody needs a, like an extra hand on tour, I know how to set up a stage and do merch and all that. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, and like, he's like, I would love to take you out. We need you by this day and I was all like this that's a week away for me and work and I can't just magically go up to my boss like hey I gotta go 
<laughs> not gonna be here for like 14 days <laughs> oh no it was like a month tour <laughs> oh yeah you see and like I was, I, I messaged him. I was like, "Where are you guys at now?" And he's like, "California." I was like, "Oh man, I'm hating life right now so much." <laughs> but like, he's like, "You got a passport, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, we're gonna be doing some Canada days as well, so you better have a clean passport." <laughs> yeah. Because I've never been to Canada, but a lot of people say it's very strict up there. I mean, uh, my fiance would be able to to clarify that she lives she's from ontario so she would know but uh so. i i've heard before that when you do u.s tours and if you want to do canada as well on the tour you need to set off as additional time um because it's a whole process all on it all on its own to like be able to get in and actually do the shows but i mean i haven't tried it yet so i can't be sure yeah so i think we lost <laughs> yeah he might be trying something i'm just looking through here um like the chat here see if there's anybody saying something asking anything saw a lot here people saying they're ready they're Ready for the Blast and Slams tour coming? Yeah, it's the one we Curry and Yum does with Amputated in uh, in November. A lot of people here. Uh, what did you got here? Some people said, not gonna lie. If it wasn't because <laughs> if it wasn't because I saw the shock on the Megalodon album cover, I'd probably have no clue about Slam. Well, that's the thing. Definitely, and that was a fun show to do though. The the God Rolls Love one. Like people has been waiting to see. I'll hear these songs live for like 10 plus years because that one album has just become like a cult classic um Miguel wrote that album when he was like I don't know fucking 15 or 16 years old or something like that and it just blew up wow yeah that's that's pretty impressive that was very impressive. I don't even think that he knew how much traction that album got um, <laughs> before. Like he didn't. He wasn't. Uh, he he was on a label. I think he was on Comatose or several severed records for that one. Um, but I don't think Miguel was old enough to really know what was happening at that point and uh, how how big it was. And. Um, well, was a couple of years ago we made sure that he had a deal with brutal mind um to re-release the album um on both the cd and vinyl and all that all the merch came in and people just tore it away like they grabbed i've known people who grabbed like like two of each piece just so when they wear it out they still have a new one stuff like that so and then he did um plague of filth second album came out um and now we're working on a uh, on a third album so wow there's a lot going on there too oh yeah definitely want to try to do some more um do some more live shows as well the good old slug in the future um just to because it was a fucking blast that show was so fucking fun but, I mean, you could just, you could see, you could see the energy, um, and, like, how much it has just 
built up in people throughout the last 10 years of having it on the stereo at home you know like people were almost like you know electric when they heard the intro and everything you know like it was it was ridiculous to see so fun well looks like <laughs> oh there he goes again requested i'll try this again yeah <laughs> i don't know what's going on at that end no <laughs> I don't think Miguel knows either. Oh, oh. <laughs> fucking working now. That's a fucking bear. <laughs> Welcome back. I've been sitting here praising you and your accomplishments since you were 15 years old. Yeah, I'm here having an autistic meltdown because Instagram won't be fucking again. <laughs> That's the way to think of it. <laughs> but yeah he uh what it's crazy to think that you did all that at 15 oh, yeah wow. i can't remember you was 15 or how, I got, well, how old were you when you when you made megalodon uh i'm 13 so that would mean i would have been no i would have been no i think 15 no, because okay. it was oh good my birthday's in August, so I think must have been 15, I think, yeah. Yeah, insane. Wow. Absolutely insane. It's hard, and then I started making noise. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to talk about uh, how that came to be? Yeah, sure. Uh, Go for well, it. Well, I started one faithful summer day now. Um, <laughs> I I was um I was kind of getting into figuring out how to record guitar because I had been playing for about a year or two and I was recording my six Spider Four fifteen watt practice amp with a Guitar Hero microphone microphone and then I realized wow this kind of doesn't fucking work <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, found out you could get like a line six sound card and it would come with some amps and plug in and then i could buy some drum program and use the fl studio demo and i go oh shit i can record songs and then uh then i realized i needed a vocalist because i could not do that so i found a youtube and i commented on his video hey would you want to be in my band and then uh, <laughs> That's how I met the original singer of Guttural Suck. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We just, we just, uh, like, we kept making new projects because we, like, oh, what if we made a grind band that was about, like, poop and shit and stuff? <laughs> or what if we made, like, an old school death metal kind of thing, but it's, like, about all this kind of goofy shit or whatever. And, and uh, we, we were just, goofing around really and then uh he wanted me to write something more like slam and i didn't really know much about slam at that point except for a few songs i was listening to that kind of fell into that category and uh, i i wrote the main like the the opening two riffs uh Silane's the opening song of megalodon wait no i'm getting it ahead of myself because we we made we made 
the cranial purgatory first, which was basically just disfiguring the goddess ripoff songs. Because, yeah, we kind of sucked, so we didn't know how to make anything original. But yeah, it pretty much just started with us goofing around, making like whatever we wanted. And then by the time we had done Intercranial Purgatory, we kind of started getting more into like stuff like cephalotripsy and cerebral incubation and like development and all that stuff. And then I wrote the first couple of riffs to the opening song of Megalodon. And he was like, yeah, dude, that's sick. Let's, let's make more of this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just, we just wrote some songs <laughs> and then uh, we put it out just for fun. I, I'm like, I, I've told people before, like it cost us pretty much nothing to make the album because the logo was free, the artwork free. I produced it in my bedroom using the FL Studio 10 demo or whatever. <laughs> and wow. Yeah. It was pretty much just like a fun little goofy project between friends that ended up kind of exploding in a way in the like underground death metal scene somehow. So it was all kind of weird. <laughs> Either way, congratulations. That's impressive at 15. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I've been kind of ambivalent about that album because in a way it's like holy shit it's so cool that it's it's gotten to where it is but on the other hand I can't help but like be self-critical about it and be like it kind of sucks in a lot of ways <laughs> but people love it so I can't rag on it too much I mean it's it's definitely something <laughs> is there someone I don't know if that's a guy from Cryptopsy or not that just joined. Cryptin Kirsten oh, is my brother. That's Jimmy. He is a bass player from Septic Congestion. Oh, okay. Uh, I like. Uh, he's in UK right now, um, linking up with uh, with his girl. Uh, that's a, like I said. I feel I, I want to go to Europe so bad. <laughs> It's cool though that we can do the like country hopping over here because it's not so far between. Like we could go to UK, we could go to London. From here, it would take like an hour and twenty minutes with a with plane. You know, an hour and hour and thirty minutes, you would be in Prague, Czech Republic. It, that that whole aspect is amazing. Definitely love that. Well, yeah, an hour and a half away from here, you still would be in my state, probably. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. An hour from here would be in Sweden. You know. Yeah. <laughs> See that? That's like I told someone I was looking at doing a trip because I was like, you know what? I'll save up for it. See how much it is. Then, like I did the whole, whole like Expedia thing because you could bundle everything. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna have to rob a freaking rich person for this. It was like thirty grand. Yeah. Like if 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 you're okay with doing like layovers, definitely it will bring the price down. And it also depends on obviously with just with any other flight. If you book like a, a significant time in advance, it will be cheaper. Um, but yeah, Expedia would be one thing. Another one you could try if you really want to do it. Use the site called Momondo. Momondo is very good. It it it, uh, it also shows you all the flights 
as well and different price ranges and everything that, that should be something to look into i've used expedia too in, in some of my travels to canada but mostly i've been using momondo and i've gotten some great deals through there so huh. i'm definitely because like my goal is by next summer because uh i share an apartment with a guy that i work with and he's moving out next year because like our apartment is two different entirely different personalities like he's the gamer like when people walk in our apartment it's one side like anime gaming and all this and the other side's like cattle decapitation <laughs> and people look like, at us like what the fuck <laughs> how does this even work <laughs> like he went in my room the other day because like sometimes i get uh, flyers from shows and like my my first in-person interview was with Kyle from Body Snatcher, and I took their poster home, and it's all signed by Body Snatcher. Uh, nice. And yeah, I, I love, like, I love to be able to do that. I love when people want that. It brings me so much joy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have uh, two or posters signed all by Dying Fetus and the Suicide Silence Boys. Mm. Uh, then I have one signed by All Fit for Autopsy and the Acacia Strain. That's fucking Wait. dope, man. I heard the Acacia Strain because Vincent was talking about it on his Twitch channel. You guys should be getting them next year. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. But because. Sam, can you get me a Vincel, please? <laughs> From Tesco. <laughs> you fucking idiots, huh? And I'm with the Cobra guys in the chat just being idiots. The most beautiful idiots, though. <laughs> They're so in the best way possible. I love it. Oh, I'll take out. a Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some no. of the, like it. Some of the fucking fiery chili pickles they got there, if anything. That'd be great. <laughs> just a jar would be good. Okay, I think that's all for the interview today. Oh man, I feel like I'm half of it. <laughs> Just being an idiot. <laughs> You're good, bro. I appreciate you. Like I said, I appreciate you guys doing this. Like when I just message fans, like I don't know if I'm gonna. Like I tell everybody, I don't know what answer I'm ever gonna get. Yeah. And the ones that suck the most, I can tell you right now, is the ones like. I will like try to hit a lot of the older guys because you know the stories, and you want some answers to some of the questions you. And I messaged Cryptopsy, and they just looked at it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm guessing that's a no." Yeah, man, that's hard. That is hard. Uh, then, like, Incation, I got lucky, and I seen them in the horror movie Death Metal. Yeah. And um, I got a hold of them and I was like, would you guys care to be in an interview? And they were like this. And like, I went to bed because I was like, I'm, I'm too damn tired. I woke up from a notification and they were like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, what the hell? See, that's what makes it worth it. You know, like when you have this, the cryptopsy stuff, you know, and you don't really get an answer, but then... At the other hand, you can wake up to a message like that, you know? It's kind of like what keeps you going, I guess. And all of yeah, that. like, I, one of my friends is one of my biggest motivators. I don't know if he's watching or 
or not, but uh, his name's Chris Murphy. He takes pictures for bands. And he's like, dude, you put on the grind. He's like, out of everybody that I know of, that he knows that does podcasts, he's like, you have episode after episode after episode. He's like, this, you're always on the grind. I was like, this, well, it's something I want to do it's with the my only, It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Just stay on it. Keep busy pumping out content. Like, as long as you, like, keep being on a schedule like that, it's, it's, it's just going to be better and better. Like from from episode to episode, hundred percent. Okay. Like when people give me credit for being like very productive or making a lot of different stuff, it's just like you say. It's just I like doing it. I I don't really. I don't try to like. It's just fun. I just enjoy it. Yeah. I get where you're that. Like, it's just a nice thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I tell a lot of people, like, I love going to concerts, I still do, but sometimes, like, when I go, like, and do the podcast, I'm like, I just sat down for, like, an hour with a band, I don't want to get up. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, a lot of my friends, I'm grateful for their support and everything, like, I have a guy who dresses up as Jesus, sharing my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Oh, like, yeah. it's it's funny as hell because he'll get in the middle of the pit and you can tell it's him because he'll start shoving people. <laughs> and it's just wild. So if you, <laughs> you guys can ever go on if you go on YouTube, just put in Metal Jesus on <laughs> in tours. Yeah, you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll definitely, I'll definitely try that. I love that because. It, it cracks me up because, like, it's he's a twin. So, and, like, when his brother goes to the shows, too, they'll both be Jesus. That's amazing. So, like, imagine going high off your ass, and you're like, oh, God, I just sinned. Well, it's that's perfect time for it, isn't it? You can ask for forgiveness straight away, like, while you're sinning, pretty much. Well... The last show I went to and I saw him at, his real name's Justin, I love the dude to death. Uh, was it uh, Distant Left to Suffer, Cabal, and Justice for the Damn? Oh, yeah. And I was just relaxing outside and, uh, like, me and him were smoking together. I was like, this, is this a counseling session? <laughs> so, on a tour with Cabal, Cabal with a seat? Oh, fucking Cabal is fucking amazing live. Yeah. I never thought of... I saw him with the Danish homies. They're from here. They're from, they're from Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought I'll see them live, but when I seen them, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, they yeah. If you like, If you like them, though, you should definitely go listen to some of our other homies, too, called Hanging the Nihilist, from, uh, also from here. Absolutely. Like, like that's that's... To me, at least, that gives me more of the the old school like Winds of Plague type of deathcore vibe. Yeah. You have all the synth in there as well, um, and everything. And it, it just it just works. Those guys they they've made a name for themselves for sure. Absolutely killer, killer band. Oh yeah, I think I found them on vinyl first before anything, because I go to the record store every yes. other day in my best friend and me are entirely different like he listens to pop and i listen to everything that 
is against it. Yeah. <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> and like I seen that and he was all like this, what in the hell are you even picking up anymore? Like I went to go pick up the new Dying Fetus album when I was with him. I was all like I cracked a joke with the owner. I was like this, hey, you got that new Dying Fetus? He was like, Why you gotta make this weird for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. That's what it is. I was like it's not my fault you listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> that tells you how opposite, like, my best friend and me, like, he supports everything I've done. And I really appreciate everything he's done. I was like, I gotta drag you 